0: Hello listeners, we are the Hermit Social Club, FTC Robotics Team 12675, and we're here with another episode of Hermitology. Thanks for tuning in. Recently, the 2019-2020 season for FTC Skystone ended. For our team, it was a rollercoaster of a season. So today, we are going to look back on some of our highlights and lowlights of this year.
1: So, to the rest of the team, what do you guys feel were some of the main highlights of the build season? Let's start with the build season first. Um, I really like the fact that uh, we decided to build our robot out of wood just because it was, you know, kind of a unique thing to do and something we could experiment with a lot. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's uh, nice that we built everything on our own, like we can for the first time say the entire chassis at least is like, this is all us and uh, not anybody else's like 100% Hermit Social Club made. And uh, I think it's a good way for us to express a little bit of our more of our creativity in chassis design. Um, another thing I liked was uh, we started focusing uh, more on modularity, which is, again, a result of our uh, uh, increased creativity that we were able to express. The modularity of the robot was something that we were very proud of, partially because it's a little over-engineered, but it's still pretty cool to have the rabbits and the tongue joints. Um, And honestly, uh, they did help throughout the season because we were able to slide out a lot of the components when they needed servicing. Um, And yeah, so I'd say the chassis this year was uh, one of the highlights and one of the successes for our team or a stepping stone to, I guess, say, the next year's.
2: Yeah, and to add on, I also feel like we had such a long journey to get like a really good uh, chassis. Like First, we used plywood, and then we went to a different material. And I feel like our end product turned out really, really well.
1: Yeah, I like how we uh, persevered through the creation of a custom chassis. Even though the original plywood chassis may have um, not done the best, the subsequent like we actively sought how we could make the custom chassis better, how machining would be better, and all these factors that ultimately ended up in us um, coming out with one of the, the best robot we've ever made.
0: And this was also the year where we introduced new members, so that was a big change in for our team as well, trying to introduce the new members to a lot of the things of how the team runs and stuff. Would any of the new members like to tell their experience of how, they, how it was like joining and getting used to the team?
2: Um, well, I feel like at first, joining the team, it was a bit overwhelming because... FLL to FTC is a really big step, and there are so many differences, but as I started to watch the order builders do stuff, and as I started observing, it kind of all just started coming to me, and it became more easier for me, and I started getting more ideas.
1: I agree. I think the transition from FLL to FTC is one of the roughest uh, in the first ecosystem, Um, and I I wish it could be smoother. Uh, I think that's on part, uh, uh, partly our fault, uh, mostly our fault, because um, we kind of integrated them really quickly into the team. Um, there weren't, there wasn't much time before the actual kickoff that they had to really get any sort of hands-on uh, robot experience, and I feel like that was uh, something we can look to improve in the future for new members. Um, especially when you have a batch as big as this year coming from an FLL team. Um, Just a little more time to integrate and a little better integration methods to just uh, get them comfortable, more comfortable with FTC before throwing them into the actual game.
3: So uh, this year was... uh, There was heavy experimentation on the programming side this year. We were trying out a lot of um, new things with... um, how we're programming, uh, like we reimagined our approach to Vuforia and Vision in general. Um, last year, we were using. Uh, last year, we actually had high, difficult, very much difficulty um, using Vuforia to uh, actually navigate on the field because we were trying to have it basically on all the time, and uh, as well as with the positioning of the phone last year, uh, there was some issues with that, but. A lot of it was the fact that uh, we were moving around the field too often for uh, us to get a clear image. At least with the phone, Uh, this year we're going to be trying with a webcam, so we'll see about that. But uh, we were transitioned to a system where our robot would find like appropriate stopping points to check against the um, check against the image and uh, correct itself and uh, correct the error that built up. From using uh, dead reckoning with a mechanism chassis because there is like some drift there, and uh, we weren't using odometry this season, um, so that was an issue. Uh, but um, yeah, and we were also um, transitioning. Tra- sorry, uh, we were <laughs> uh, we were transitioning to a multi-threaded system because we found that the the initialization phase was taking way too long. Um, Certain processes on the field, uh, there just wasn't enough bandwidth uh, work on that. So we uh, split things into multiple threads so we could run stuff concurrently, and that just made everything run a lot smoother. It meant that we could, uh, like, move the uh, linear slides and the robot at the same time, and yeah. yeah, it's a lot of those efficiencies we were experimenting with this year. But, I, you know, I have an a edge,
1: question. so. I, I've I've wondered this: Is there anything as a programmer uh, that you feel bottle caps your ability in FTC? So like maybe bandwidth between or like communication between the phone and the expansion hub, the two phones, or uh, the the just the raw processing power on the phone. Do you feel like anything ever is like a ha- is like a bottleneck for your what you guys could be doing? or forces you to optimize what you're doing? Hey, uh, the the biggest bottlenecks
3: for us are going to be um, time and hardware. Those are probably the, I mean, the only other thing I can think of is the fact that uh, we're stuck on Java 8, but that usually isn't too much of an issue. Um, But what, um, with the hardware, things like, and the phone's usually fast enough to run what we need but when we're getting into like this year we're getting into more complex things we're uh running about um we're running with odometry we're trying to work with those systems um like experimenting with RoadRunner runner and other things and the phone definitely does like take us a noticeable amount of time to process more complex things like when we're making a pass on the field um we do have to plan more for how we're going to uh, pass the robot because uh, you you can't we really can't make um, paths on the fly. You can't make those reactively, so we're trying to figure out how we're going to do that. Like, for example, if this is a shooting game and we need to go to a specific spot in the field so that we actually uh, can aim properly, then we might have to figure out like predefined paths so that it doesn't so the robot doesn't stall on the field while we wait for it to update uh, the pathing. And yeah. yeah like the camera is also an issue sometimes we're getting uh, we're hoping to get one with a better resolution this mm-hmm. year uh, that we can use. So yeah those are the bottle caps, uh, the bottlenecks and uh, on the hardware side on the time side. Yeah, there's only so much you can do in 30 seconds. Uh, The robot can only move so fast accurately. You Mm -hmm. have to figure out how to condense things, how to run certain things at the same time. Um, And so those things Mm -hmm. do definitely bottleneck up.
1: What next? Um, For everyone on the team, what do you feel like are our outreach highlights of this year?
0: I think our library program was very was a really big highlight of this year definitely because we got to introduce kids to this world of FLO and that was really interesting to do and it was really fun to do
1: i'm not gonna lie that was a uh, the most disappointing part of covid was probably not getting to really follow up on that entire thing um might have been grand visions, but I was I was hoping that we'd at least expand it to a couple more libraries and like create like a nice web of FLL teams and libraries and like kind of make first synonymous with, you know, the library system here in LA. Um, I thought, I think that we can still do that. It's just going to be delayed. Um, but I think that's going to be uh, good for especially people who don't have access to maybe that kind of stuff and have access to a library. Uh, because I feel like a, li- a library is a place, you know, for people who don't get access to some things to get access to it there. So uh, by putting first in libraries, I think we empower a lot of people. And uh, that's something that I want to eventually get done in LA. I think that'd be really good for the community.
3: Yeah, another program that. I think that we were doing that was kind of put on hold by COVID uh, was our seat program where we would go to uh, like libraries and to senior centers and uh, help seniors learn how to use technology that was a big initiative of ours but we had to put it on hold because it's just something you really can't do with COVID Um, it's I mean it's pretty hard to do virtually because you can't help people with technology if they don't know how to over technology it's it doesn't quite make sense the modern era and in, in our current situation so uh that's that's kind of disappointing uh, i wish we we could have moved forward with that more uh but we, we did do some good work this uh the previous season with that program then yeah
2: uh, yeah um i also feel like another really good op- uh, outreaching that we did was the Peachland Elementary thing. Um, I enjoyed mentoring the students and it was nice to see like how we could help them and how they improved with, like, with our um, information that we gave them.
0: And for Peachland it was also cool that they went to like new heights for their team and and it's, like, really nice to know that you were you helped in that process. Now we're talking about outreach. What about, like, the actual tournaments? Like, our first practice of the actual game, Skystone, was at, um, was it, was that our Screamage, our Hall- the Halloween yeah. Screamage hosted by Monrovia. How do you... Th- um... Sorry.
1: Oh, uh, no problem. I, I'm not going to lie. The Halloween Screamage was a, uh... A great example for our team of what bad time management looks like um i mean it wasn't that bad but we didn't yeah, we didn't have the greatest robot going into that uh i think it was i think it was good for us though because you know whenever something like that happens uh your entire team kind of wakes up and it's like oh shoot like we need to get on our game and start performing or else this is just gonna be the rest of the season if we keep working like this. Um, I think also part of the reason is we were delving into that world of custom-making chassis, and uh, that was something that we knew was gonna take a long time, and we wanted to have something ready, but uh, we didn't. We just didn't expect all the nuances and issues that would come with making custom chassis. Um, but, yeah, I think I think while the actual meet or the scrimmage was, in my book, a failure, what it did for our team could be considered a victory. I think it is considered a victory because uh, the the experience we got from it improved our team for the better throughout the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like the the loss before the win, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, after Screamage, everything kind of got better and better and better, and then at IOT, it hit its high point with us becoming an Alliance Captain.
3: Yeah. Yeah, during the yeah. uh, that period between, like, the kickoff and uh, through the Screamage, and kind of uh, up until Meet Zero, uh, we were definitely kind of in an exploratory phase, an experimental phase, where we are trying a lot of things with building. I think we had, like at least two chassis going on at the same time. Yeah. And programming was also, like, it, it, we were messing with vision. We were messing with a bunch of different things. Uh, I think I was still trying to go after the accelerometer, which uh, is it, really difficult to make that work since the hardware on that just updates way too slowly and erratically. Um, yeah. But after that, we were definitely realized okay we have to get our game on we have to yeah. move faster and focus in on a specific design on um more on a specific like programming theme like how our like our um like a more defined navigation scheme and yeah after that kind of mess messy time in between there we figured it out we just pulled out what worked and tried to just plow forward with that and that really helped us and that uh like really gave us a boost all the way through ilt which i think was our our high point this season
1: i feel like the team was before uh, the scrimmage and even a little bit before meet zero the team was a bit scrambled because i remember we had ryan working on the swerve drive um, which was one of the things we were investigating into and we had the programmers experimenting, as you said, and everyone was kind of like exploring their own thing. Um, and that's, that just caused like so much inefficiency in terms of actually creating a robot. And I think something that we can take away and other teams can take away is if you're going to do any sort of ex exploratory or investigative work for your robot, the the best thing as a team to do is not to have split your team not to split your team and do it individually um, I think because we had like probably what like maybe 10, 10 people at that time. So we were to split to split a team like that it's just it's just takes way too long to get anything done. I'd say focus as a team on exploring all sorts of ideas one at a time. Because then worst case scenario, even if an idea doesn't work perfectly, you still have something that works. And the actual process of planning, designing, and creating is sped up, is vastly sped up if your entire team is just focused on that one single thing.
0: I really do think at that time we're doing like Screamage and Meet Zero. That was still like a time when like the team was like was trying to get used to like the changes that we had during the off season, like new members are trying to get used to how the team ran and we were trying to figure out what our plan was going to be. And there was a lot of inefficiency, inefficiency during that time. And that was just a really just like a trying to get us grounded to what our the yeah. rest of the season was going to be like. I think, I think
1: not as drastic as before Meet Zero, but I feel like before regionals as well, I feel like, IOT was the high point and then after that, um, I feel like this, the team became a little more scrambled again. I think, in my opinion, I think the team started looking too far into the future without thinking about regionals itself. Um, I, I, think, I think we uh, kind of lost focus in that period. And I—that's—I uh, feel like that's one of the reasons we didn't do as well at regionals as we anticipated. Cause I remember I didn't even show up to regionals, and I felt like that was a—I felt like regionals. We were going into it, at least from what everyone else was saying, with like not as much practice as we should have done. And I mean, like, it's easy to say, I oh, I should have just practiced more. Uh, in the future like just say about the past i should have just done more of this done more of that and everything would have been better but um i think that's something we need to do for this year in competition is to carry the momentum and keep um keep our focus on the next objective because just like just from if you take the perspective of how much the robots changed or strategies evolved or uh programmings evolved from the point Of, like, between the other meets and between ILT and regionals, did we have more or less time between ILT and regionals? Same, about the same,
0: right? I think it was about a month, or I'm not sure.
1: I I
3: don't know exactly what you're referring to, but I know between ILT and regionals, it was about a month.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it was January, late January to early March. So, um,. I feel like if you compare the
1: development in the robot and the team between the meets and between the regionals and ILT, uh, you can really see that development slowed down a lot in that period. And um, there, there's many reasons for that to happen. But I think for next year, is, and something that we should—that's something we should keep an eye out for. And just to keep innovating and iterating the robot so we get something fresh and something even stronger and something that, frankly, I think we struggled a lot with in uh, our early years as a team and is a good message for new teams is to just keep focused on the next objective, no matter how well or how bad you're doing.
0: That was a very interesting discussion. Thank you for tuning in and we will see you all next time.